I'm Scott Farber, along with former New York Giant, current NFL Player Association <laughs> president of the Dallas-Fort Worth chapter, host of the Extra Point on this network, co-host of this podcast, living legend for Memphis, and now in the running for Man of the Year of Fort Worth. And you have just a little bit of information. He's Larry Mallory. <laughs> hey, Larry. How you doing, Scott? Give me a little, give us the information you know so far on that honor you're, uh, you're up for now. I have been very, very fortunate to be considered for Man of the Year for Fort Worth, um, and it's done by the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, LLS. And what we do is we try to raise money for primarily for blood cancer for kids. Right. So it was a, a tremendous honor. I had the opportunity of responding to um, uh, some of the executives that, you know, they sent me emails saying thank you for the acceptance. Uh, so the plan is to try to get as much money as we can to help children and to try to be, a, as, as just as the extra point does, to try to have a positive impact right. on the people that we interact with. And once we get more information, of course, we'll be putting it on the website and social media, you, you know, and catch it up as we, as we go along. Any support is most appreciated, especially for LLS. Absolutely, yeah. and for the kids. You know, and I lost uh, uh, one of my closest friends my whole life recently to leukemia. Oh, wow. You know, and... Uh, um, so I, I, I know a little bit about it. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a shame. You know, we, we have some somber news to talk about uh, first before we even get started because there's a lot of fun football stuff to talk about. But uh, uh, the NFL lost a great one um, in, in a tragic car accident over the past weekend. The NFL, um, his friends, his family, the people who have been impacted. Isaiah Robertson right. uh, died... Uh, it was around Thursday night or so. December 6th. Yeah, December 6th. He died in a car accident. Uh, he had just finished some of the charity work that he's always done. He just finished speaking at Grand Prairie High School at a football event. And um, he was ended up taking the, maybe he was driving a bit fast, we don't know. But at the end of the day, he was T-boned by a car behind him and knocked him into the other lane and he was hit again. So it's been, um, Isaiah was, was such a mentor for us. He was the president of our chapter. He took this Dallas-Fort Worth chapter to a completely different level than it had ever been. He served on our national committee. And for me personally, I was his vice president for, for two terms. But when I was in college, uh, you know, HBCU guys that got to the pros, the historical black college and university guys, they would always come back to their universities during the off season and they would practice with us and they would give us an idea of what, it, what it's like to be in the pros and to be, you know, a professional athlete. So, and Isaiah was one of those guys. He not only went back to his, his uh, alma mater, which was Southern University, a number one draft choice out of Southern University in Baton Rouge. Right, right. And so, you know, we, uh, we're planning the funeral, the family is planning for the funeral to be this Friday. It will be uh, in Fort Worth at the Calvary Cathedral Church. Uh, and I think the viewing is like 10 to 12 and the funeral, 10 to 11 or 12 or so and the funeral is around 1 o'clock. He'll be sorely missed. Oh, absolutely. Now, are they going to check him for CTE? Um, they are. We're, we're having some challenges now. We'd like to be in contact with his family. We've not had a chance to talk personally with the family, but there is a quest by uh, the the medical part medical uh, part of the NFL to try to get his brain. He was a part of the concussion test. He was 69 years old, so he'd been around for a little while. And um, 
yes, we, we would like to try to reach the family so that, you know, he could donate or contribute to the CTE Institute yeah. situation. Ah, I'm so sorry to hear this news. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, our, our prayers and condolences are out to his family. Absolutely. Uh, and we, we, anything that we can do to help them. And, and if they see this, please reach out for us. We're there for you. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's talk about some better, better news. Yes. Yeah, you know, yeah. uh, um, kind of want to talk today with you about the uh, playoff situation as it stands after uh, 13 uh, weeks of, uh, or 13 games have been played by everybody. Um, and let's start with the AFC. You've got Kansas City and New England and Houston in the top three spots. Then we have Pittsburgh, the L.A. Chargers, and the Ravens, four through six. In the hunt, surprisingly, is Indianapolis, you know, at seven and six. Miami at seven and six. Tennessee, seven and six. Denver at six and nine. And still in the hunt for the playoffs is Cleveland <laughs> at five, seven, and one. Yeah. Now, you're laughing, but uh, when was the last time Cleveland won five games in a year? Well, it's, it's, it's been a long time, and, and, and it's really not a surprise that you would have to talk about Cleveland because I think you kind of like their quarterback. Oh, man. <laughs> did you see that? He did a good job over this weekend. He threw a 51-yard pass, uh, right pass. Right on the money. Right on the money. I yeah. thought that was an yeah. exceptional. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he did good. And then a side note, too, uh, uh, Kyler Murray mm-hmm. won the Heisman Trophy. That's back-to-back for Oklahoma quarterbacks. I mean, let me tell you, all I could think about this this weekend was how happy you were. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it, incredible. But, Scott, I don't know if we'll ever see Kyler Murray on football field. Well, see, that's my next question. <laughs> you know, uh, um, is, there, is it clear and cut that he's just going to go play for Oakland or the minor leagues now? Or is the NFL going to be knocking on the door trying to convince him? I would think that the NFL would be trying to convince him. I watched some clips of Kyler Murray, and I hadn't seen. This is the first clips I've seen of him of the year. I thought he was the running back. Right. Okay. Right. right. His his pace of his leg motion and his pace was yeah. so quick. He was this. Yeah. He was. I mean, he he was a very elusive quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. So then I said to myself, okay, if he can run like that, let me see how he throws. Yeah. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, he, he can throw. He can throw. So. I think that the NFL is probably going to come at him. But his height, he's really tiny. That's the key. Yeah. That's yeah. the key. You know. And when I talked to, I talked to uh, some of your former OU yeah. guys, and they told me stories about Kyler Murray like they saw him playing baseball. He would hit a, a regular ground baller to third base. And beat it and, out. And, be, and not only beat it out, he's turned the corner, hit it to second before the guy could get it. Oh. That's how fast he is, and I could see that pace. Yeah. So I would think that his parents – you know, yeah, based yeah. on all of the stuff, yeah. talk about CTE concussions. Yeah. And I think there might be an economic stimulus. Isn't there $4 million already? Well, he's already been paid $4.8 <laughs> million. That's right. You know, you know, the NFL would have to come up with an enormous amount. You know, we've talked about it. Longevity, you know, yeah. leans towards baseball. Yeah. Bigger money leans towards baseball. Uh, not not that $50 million, you know, in the NFL, say, compared to $75 million in baseball, it's not like either one would make a difference. No. <laughs> you know, at some point, you get to the point where, you know, you can't spend any more money anyway. True, true, so, you know. Um, but but there is a physical advantage to baseball. Though, well, think. sure, sure. You know, uh, um, and then you think of a guy like John Elway, who's in the Hall of Fame as a quarterback, who went first to pitch for the New York Yankees and couldn't make it. I didn't remember that. I yeah, remember. yeah, yeah. He went to the minor leagues. Really? And when he didn't make it... 
He uh, came and played football. Yeah, see, you didn't even know that. I didn't, and especially because um, I like I used to really like Elway's throwing motion. Right, right I would right. I would have thought yeah. that he would have been a very very good. Well, he probably was. Pitcher, you know. But uh, you know, baseball's tough, and yeah. football's tough, of course. And you know, it, it, you know, you you don't put down one because the guy excels in one and not the other. But uh, yeah, he but Elway's hike too was a little better for football. I think I think we're right. Kyler Murray is. Probably suited for for baseball. For baseball. Yeah, and and Elway probably was suited for football. Yeah, you, you know I think uh, um, uh, well it turned out well for Elway. Let's it, put it that way. It did. It did. You, you know, uh, uh, you and know, just in respect for coach. Oklahoma, it would be so nice if Kyler Murray had the Heisman Trophy in his home and also a World Series trophy in his home. Wouldn't yeah, that be a, that would be amazing. Yeah, that'd be. Cool. I, I mean, that would really be amazing. <laughs> really would. You, you know, something like well, you know, and if he gets a. Uh, uh, you know, if they win the national title. There we go. You, you know. He uh, has a trophy case home. I mean, yeah, he would have yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he lost in high school. Oh, no. No I, games? I, don't, I think the only game he's ever lost was that uh, Texas game. I could be wrong. Mm. Now, now the team that he's played on has lost, of course. But I don't think as a starter for him personally. Has he lost? The, the, just that Texas loss. Mm -hmm. I think. I could be wrong, but I think that that was it. So now I see why you take to the Texas position that you take sometimes. Well, you know, you know, I got three kids that have gone through Texas so far, and I got a fourth who's uh, waiting to hear if she's being accepted there. You know, but I do have one in uh, uh, in Oklahoma. That's good. At OU. Yeah. You know, so obviously she must be my favorite. <laughs> You know, it's funny because when Samantha started going to Oklahoma, are you going to go to a football game? Mm. Oh, Dad, why would I ever go to a football game? She's become the biggest OU fan. <laughs> I mean, you know, it just it just grabs you. Yeah, it does. You, yeah. you know, and uh, she hasn't missed a game. You know, I'll get a text from her. I'm freezing. What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> and and she knows that you've been there before, so oh, she yeah. needs good advice from her. Yeah, oh, it's just... Oh, it's, cool. it, it's something. All right, so let's let's talk about the uh, AFC. Um, first of all, do you think Indianapolis, Miami, or Tennessee? I, I don't think Denver will or Cleveland will. But do you think anybody can get in there and remove the uh, Ravens uh, or Pittsburgh maybe from a spot? Um, or do you think we're seeing it pretty set with those six: KC, New England, Houston, Pittsburgh, LA Chargers, and the Ravens? I think we're pretty set with the six, but I there is a there is a an anomaly, right? And I think the anomaly is weather right. and injuries. Right. Well, the injuries always come into play. That's you never right. Know. That's right. And according to how that goes over the next couple of weeks, I think we'll decide if you and I are correct on the, right, on the right. six. But you know, it was evident over the weekend. Some teams, some warm weather teams. Are just not prepared to right, right. play in that cold weather. So we need to see how that works but, out. But all of a sudden, Pittsburgh, New England, they look beatable. That's true. Houston, you know, went on a tremendous run of nine in a row, and yeah. they were due for a loss. Um, <clears throat> Kansas City's been winning, but boy, it's been tough. It has been, but this is the time of year that it gets kind of tough. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I think that the, the running game becomes much more important now and then. Even well, you know, I'm cold. looking there at the Chargers. Do you think this could be their year finally? The Rivers is 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 performing unlike anyone ever thought he would. Yeah, I yeah. mean, all of a sudden, you know, they're sitting there, you know, uh, ten and three on the year. I Who mean, was their running back though? Um, I can't call, recall his name. Is it Gordon? I, I don't know. I don't know the running back. To, to me, when you get to this time of the year, 
the running backs become very, very important. Right. Saquon Barkley, very, very important right. for the Giants. Ezekiel Elliott, very, very important. Gurley. It seems like the, the running backs are a somewhat regenerating teams. But what we do know is that when it gets to the winter, if you don't have a running game, you won't be passing as much as you right, did in right, the warm right. weather. So you well, need a good back. You know, yesterday I heard the commentary uh, uh, going along the lines of, the, you know, they're shocked at how there's good defenses in the NFL again now. I thought there was always good defenses. You know, you know I don't, and, and I still think, you know, uh, defense wins the big games. Yeah. You know, I don't know if when that's ever changed. I know there's a lot of scoring in the NFL now, but that doesn't mean the defense is whack. Well, that, that's a good point, though, Scott. And I think that what what we're seeing, even in this past week, there were some, you know, 9-6 games, 12-9. Right. When right. it gets to the winter yeah, time, yeah, you know, yeah. those numbers come down. Yeah, yeah. But when it's warm, you're right. It, now it's a scoring match, these 51-47 games. Right, right. But you're not going to see that if you're uh, 12 below yeah. or in Chicago and dealing with that defense and 12 below. All right, so in the AFC, who's going to come out there? Who's going to come out on top? You know, I've always liked Kansas City. Okay. Even even with the removal of that young man that had the, the violent act against the woman. Right, Is right. it uh, Kareem Hunt, I think his name is? Right, right. Yeah, he, un- unfortunately, that's something that I thought was finished in the NFL. Right. And unfortunately, he had to be the next person to do it. But at the end of the day, I, I like Kansas City. I still like Patrick Mahomes. I yeah, think that yeah. he's... He had an amazing couple of passes there. He threw a ball like 50 yards downfield across his body. The guy is double covered and it went right in the receiver's hands. I mean, it's like, uh, yeah, it's an amazing thing that we're watching develop there. Yeah. And I think he's got the right coaching behind him. Special talent, eh? Yeah, yeah, he really is. And Kansas City uh, should go far. So you think they will come out of the AFC. I, I, and I just keep going back to Phillip Rivers. Could this be finally his year? My, 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 my general feel for... But, you know, if he has to go through Kansas City, you're talking about a guy who plays all the time, used to be in San Diego, now in L.A., Kansas City in December, January... A little bit chillier. That's and that's where I was going. You hit the nail right on the head. I, to me, on both of those teams, they're strong offensive teams, but they don't have anything that stands out defensively. Right, right. Um, Kansas City's done fairly well. You know, a lot of the old Cowboys are there. Hitchens yeah. is there. Yeah. And Skandrick is there. Yeah. Those guys. But I think it's going to be the defense to to try to see what happens between those two teams. Both both quarterbacks are doing well. Both offenses are doing well. Who has the ball last might be the name of the game. Now, New England lost yesterday in one of those crazy, you know, uh, plays at the end of the game. Catch the ball, keep flipping it backwards. Cowboys are New England. (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, New England lost. So, you know, and I know how you love Bill Belichick. So my question is, how do you coach those crazy plays? I mean, is there a way, you know, because you always got to have somebody behind to get that pass backwards, and we're always chasing down. Are you guys taught to box people towards a corner to where they get to out of bounds, to where we can get this thing to end? Or is it just a mishmash of everybody running around and may the craziest thing happen happen? In my day, and in, in before right. pre-1993, right. it was a mismatch. Yeah, I, I love how you say pre-1993. Why don't you just say in your day in the 70s? <laughs> <laughs> or is that... Or is that that's way, way yeah, back yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's... <laughs> but but I, um, 
how do you do they teach a defense for for that crazy play at the end where they're going to throw the short pass and then move forward flip it back move forward flip it back you know yeah it, it's a in my day it was a mismatch you know you just try to get to the ball and get the guy on the ground whoever whatever right, guy it was right. nowadays it seems as though it might even be a play right you right. know what i mean something that's practiced on a regular basis just in case you get to that point but my overall perspective of New England going to Miami is that this is the only city that gets under Bill Belichick's crawl. You know, Dolphins beat him last year, I think, too. When they, whenever they go to, to Miami, there's some issue. I don't know what the issue is. I don't know if it's a matchup issue or whatever, but you know they lost last year down in Miami. Yeah, yeah. So it's like Miami is like a, a, a black mark on them or something. Yeah, yeah, or something yeah. that they just they have can't. their number. Yeah, they have their number for some reason. Yeah, well, you know, so if Miami makes it into the playoffs, could that come to affect New England? Or no. you, don't, you don't think in the playoffs Miami would mess with uh, getting to New England's mind then? I think in the playoffs, Bill Belichick will come up with a, yeah. with a strategy. That so that's going to be interesting, though. You know, so what happens if, you know, you're thinking Kansas City is going to come out on top in the AFC. Mm -hmm. What does that do to New England? Does that start the rumors that, uh, that Brady's too old, that, you know, they can't do it anymore? Brady and Belichick don't get along, which I think is silly. But, you know, so what, what happens to New England if they don't come out on top of the AFC? You know, I think it's difficult for people to say that Belichick is getting too, I mean, that Brady is getting too old. Because, I mean, I think they started off 0-3 or something crazy, and now they're right back in the right, top. Right, right, right. Historically, they finish in the top of their division. And they at least give themselves the opportunity to compete for yeah, the chance for post. To yeah, yeah. So they they might they might appear to be he might appear to be old or whatever, right. but you know he's not too old because his wife makes more than he makes. Yeah. <laughs> you, you you love bringing that up. I do. You, you know. So uh, um, <laughs> well, I always tell my wife we need to find a rich wife. That's right. You know, and, right. and she's looking, but <laughs> no, no, no takers yet. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, I guess that window of opportunity closes, man. And, uh, um, and, uh, all right, let's go to the NFC. <clears throat> the NFC, I think, is, uh, um, I don't think it's anywhere near clear-cut and dry. There's a lot of people that are going, the Cowboys are peaking at the right time. You know, they clearly won a game against Philadelphia yesterday on defense. I mean, uh, I know Dak had a few uh, nice touchdown passes, but he also had a few not very good plays. He did, but the only thing I slightly push back on that uh, with is Amari Cooper probably was the salvation for this. I don't think any other receiver caught more than one or two passes. Right, right. Yeah, Cooper you know, had a great so, day. So in the playoffs when you're playing better teams, better defenses, will the Cowboys be able to go anywhere? I, I think the Cowboys, and you know I... I uh, you're reason, a Cowboy fan. I know you are, the, the but go ahead. Well, you know, I know that we're equal opportunity employers, so I wanted yeah, yeah. to represent the bottom of the NFC yeah, yeah, today because yeah, 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 yeah. I knew we'd talk about the yeah, top of the NFC. Yeah, yeah. I knew we'd talk about the top of the well, Bears. We're going to get to your Giants in a minute. <laughs> well, yeah. really, the Cowboys are the talk of the NFC East at this yeah, point. Yeah. At this point, I think that, and, and I know you're going to question this, but I think that the defense has gotten them to a point where the offense is getting more confident. I really think that that what I saw happen with Amari Cooper yesterday, right. um, 
it removed Des Bryant from everyone's mind. Right. Okay. Right, right. It eased the pressure on Jason Garrett. Right. To be able to come out and, and do something comfortable. And I think that even though Dak, um, you know, Dak has some ups and downs, I, I do believe that, they, that there's a team confidence that's evolving. Right. And I think that, and they're all young guys and they're doing it themselves. Right. I really think they're on a pretty good roll right now. Yeah. I really yeah. do. So do you think they'll go deep in the playoffs? I think they'll get to the playoffs. I think they'll win NFC, NFC East. Right. Um, I, 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 I can't predict the playoffs right because today, they're young. When they open with New Orleans, I think. Exactly. You know, if, it, if it ended today. Yeah. Um, they're so young. You know, they've not experienced the playoff environment yet. Yeah. So that's my only question on the playoff side. But as a team, I think they're coming together pretty well. Yeah, no, no, they, they, uh, they definitely are. And that defense is really, you know. So I want to ask you about, about the defense. Your defensive coach was, with the, uh, was the head coach of Detroit, you know, Marinelli. Right. And um, they won one game, I think, one year. And then he became the defensive coordinator of the Bears. And really, the Bears had some good defensive teams under him. Then he came here, and he's really done a tremendous thing with the Cowboys. So is there, um, you know, how do you, become, how do you be such a great defensive coach, but you can't be, you don't have success as a head coach? Is it because you can't get offensive minded at all? Uh, I, I don't think it's um, leans offense or defense. I think it leans more to your ability to motivate groups. I think he's a better motivator for defense, for defense obviously. than he would be, obviously, okay. for, for us. Now, you know, it's interesting to me, you know, you talk about the Cowboys and, and how it's slanted now. But if they would have lost that game yesterday in overtime, and I say yesterday because we taped on Monday, mm -hmm. if they would lost that game in overtime, I think then the, the discussion would have been about Dak had problems in the game. Yeah, I mean... And I mean, that gets back to what I always say. You know, if you win... The, the whole discussion is very different than if you lose. That's true. Even though it's the same thing, and this was like, if Philadelphia won the opening coin, you know, tossed the, uh, for the uh, overtime and took it in and scored, our discussion would be completely different, wouldn't it? It, it would be. And, the, and normally the blame for either the win or the loss goes to that person that makes the most money or touches the ball the most, which ends up being the quarterback. It would be on Dak's shoulders if yeah, they lost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and he gets to enjoy the uh, the win. Yeah. All right, so we have New Orleans, the Rams, uh, the Bears, Dallas, Seattle, Minnesota, the top six. Um, we've got Carolina, who lost to Cleveland yesterday, mm -hmm. Philadelphia, and Washington, who might be down to RG3 uh, as their mm -hmm. quarterback now, mm -hmm. at six and seven, Green Bay at five, seven, and one, and Tampa at five and eight. Minnesota is in the final six spot at six five and one. Is anybody bumping Minnesota out? Um, is Carolina or Philadelphia or Washington or Green Bay or Tampa going to make it? I don't. Th I don't think those four will bump them out. You know, all four of those are having issues. Some issues. Okay, there's five there. So none of. The, I mean, you none think of them okay, none of them. Yeah. So Car yeah, Carolina. After yesterday, I I kind of wrote them off my list too. Yeah. The. Uh, um, all right, so Minnesota, a team to pick, one of the teams that was picked to win the Super Bowl at the beginning, is struggling now this year. Can they make a run in the playoffs, or is, or is it just that it's not their year? 
I think it just might not be their year. Um, I don't think that that the at one time the defense was playing at a you know at a good clip. Right, right. And is it Thielen? Yeah. Yeah. I think Thielen is injured. Right. So now all the pressure is on Diggs, or right, otherwise right. stuff on Diggs. And so I, I don't think that they have enough firepower. I think they right. needed that balanced uh, approach right. to get things going. So I, I, I think they might be having a, a tough time going forward. Okay. But but you think they'll make it in? Yeah, I think they'll make you it in. You know, uh, um, Seattle 7-5, and five, where do you see them going in the playoffs? I, I'm a Russell Wilson fan. I yeah. sort of like him. I think yeah. he's a good leader. Um, I'm not sure where their defense is now. I think they had a few injuries. But if anything, I think from a Russell Wilson standpoint, I would I would vote for Seattle. I think they're going. All right, well, let's talk about the top three. We got New Orleans, the Rams, and the Bears are one, two, and three right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. The you know. Bears? All right, before we talk about these top three of the important stuff, let's give kudos to your New York Giants. Thank you very much. You Thank know, you very much. Take, take the next three or four seconds to talk about that. Well, I think we're going to change the name from the Giants to the Barclays. <laughs> right. And, and they would, I think everybody in New York would be fine with that. That's right, because that's yeah. Saquon Barkley. You know. He's an exceptional athlete. Uh, well, probably one of the only reasons that we won the other day. He had a really good game. That's why I wore this today, because I wanted to represent the bottom of the NFC, because I knew we'd talk about the top of both the NFC, all the NFC, hey. which is the Bears. And all right, so now here's the big question, though. You know, now that they're playing well, and, you know, they beat the Bears in overtime, uh, they tried to give it away, but they hung on and won it. Mm-hmm. And then yesterday, they enjoyed a win that they haven't seen in a while, and uh, deservedly so. So now the question, Larry, for next year, what do you do at quarterback position? Now you have an established star in the running back. And the team is looking pretty good overall now, suddenly. What do you do with the quarterback spot? Uh, or is all of a sudden Eli okay for everybody? Um, I, I don't think Eli is okay for everybody. I think the entire league is moving toward the Kyler Murray types, right, the right. Patrick Mahomes types, right. uh, the Jared Goff types. Right. Those are the types that One, one more. Uh, one more, uh, Mitch Trubisky type. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, I think that that, um, that that that's where they need to move. You know, if they can, if they can get away from Eli. Eli is the type of quarterback that the defensive linemen that are running four fives and four sixes, they know where he is. How do you tell the guy who's taking you to two Super Bowls? Goodbye. Um, how do you do that? Um, I know business is business, but really, how does a team do that? How well, the first thing, they, if, 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 if I had to give them any um, you know, recommendations, the first right. thing to do is to pull in someone to replace them, right. to get a good backup and let them get the same knowledge that he's received. So, so you're saying he's got another year? No, I'm saying, well, Patrick Mahomes came right out of, uh, what is it, Texas Tech? Yeah, but he, he sat a year. Did he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. Alex Smith, uh, you know, uh, played a, a year ahead of him. Well, I don't want the Giants to go another year yeah. in the conditions that they're in now. Yeah, so I they need they, to grab a quarterback and part ways. They need to grab an offensive line. Right. Right, then invest in a quarterback. Right. Because you got to protect your money. Right, right. You know, um, and hopefully, hopefully, Scott, Hopefully, Saquon Barkley does not get injured 
Yeah. And he still has the same kind of fervor when he gets some people around him. Yeah. Well, if he gets people around him, he'll be, I think, a level higher. Uh, and I hope so. You know, he, he is something. He just, he, he runs with such reckless ab abandon that I just don't want him to get hurt. That's now, now, I do want everybody to know you came in your New York Giant gear today. Correct. What I, what I love, what I learned on the extra point on the TV show is, you know, we have your helmet sitting out there quite a bit. And what I love about that is, you know, when I pick up that helmet, it reminds me of the helmets we would buy at Sears as a kid. <laughs> you know, but, but you told me uh, somehow you had to steal that helmet when you left. You, you guys actually had to turn in your gear back then. You yeah. didn't get to keep anything. Yeah. And you took your helmet. And that's the only thing we took because we didn't get paid much. And, 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 and so. if the Giants should call me, I know how they could find you. That's true. Get that helmet that's back. True. That's right. He stole my helmet. I just don't know if a pre-93 helmet or from the 70s <laughs> will have any value. Will right? have any value. They'll probably send it to the Hall of Fame or something. Yeah, to the Giants right now. Yeah. All right, let's go to the top three guys. Um, New Orleans, the Rams, and Chicago. Okay. And I know you and a lot of people out there don't think the Bears are quite for real yet, maybe. You know, uh, um, do the, let's start with the Bears. Do they have a chance in the playoffs to, to uh, go deep? I think, uh, I think defensive play in this time of the, of the NFL season is very important, and I think the Bears have one of the better defenses in the league. Yeah, I mean, their, their, uh, their backfield um, on defense, the wide receivers did not have a good time going out for passes. Because catch the ball, miss the ball, they were getting clobbered. It reminded me of the uh, fencing plank days of the Bears, you know, or the Super Bowl team of 85. Right. How they would intimidate guys coming down, you know, to catch a pass. Exactly. They looked good yesterday. And, and, and imagine this. You, you named three teams. The Saints. Right. Warm weather. Right. The Rams. Warm weather. The Bears. Bear <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So that to me is not only an advantage for teams, for the teams that, you know, that are in the, the cold weather. Right. But in this time of year, I mean, if you're in an open stadium. Yeah. And, and it's tough. It's tough. But man. if the Bears get to New Orleans or the Rams, however they'd have, they would have to go through them into the warmer climate. So that would be, be helpful. It's those early games where the Bears will be, uh, have that advantage, yeah. you know. Um, but um, uh, in the game last night against the Rams, Bears looked pretty good, you know. <laughs> pretty good? Yeah, you know, they looked real good. You know, uh, uh, they, they had four picks in that game. That's right. But on the other side of the coin, Trubisky coming back after missing two games had gave up three picks, and his passes were not on spot on. But for the first time, they used Jordan Howard really like they always should have. That's true. You know, he's the only Chicago Bear, I believe, that have gained 1,000 yards in his first two seasons. I don't know if Peyton did or Gale Sears did either. You, well, know. you know, what was interesting for me is that you come back off of a shoulder injury and the passes you throw are overthrown. Right, right. And they <laughs> that were. Means you, they yeah. were. It means you're stronger. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah, a positive yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. His passing, but... Uh, uh, Goff's passing wasn't so sharp either. The Bears, you know, four picks. You know, it was uh, it was interesting. Uh, Trubisky's passing, though, was the the fault of him. Right, right. 
Goff's passing was the fault of the Bear defense. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, you might see. Yeah, they were they were they were good yesterday. Yeah, which they were. leads me to think that um, I'm not saying they're going to go out and get to the Super Bowl, right. but I think they could win a game or two in the playoffs this year, and then next year I think the Bears will be a real tough team. You know, um, uh, but it'll be interesting. So, who do you say is coming out of the NFC? Hmm. You got New Orleans, the Rams, Chicago, Dallas, Seattle, and Seattle, like you say, and Minnesota. The only one I could eliminate in my head is Minnesota. Yeah, that's the one that I could probably eliminate. The one I'll probably go with, though, is the Saints. Yeah, because if you got to go through New Orleans, that's a tough place to play. It is. It is. And it's inside, so they're... Offensive pattern can maintain. Oh yeah, yeah, you yeah. It's mean, seventy uh, degrees. Exactly, it'll, it'll, it'll exactly. be it'll be perfect. So you and they don't have a lot of injuries. I don't think. And now that I'm thinking about it, I'm not. You know, it seems as though they've been sort of injury free. Yeah, and this time of the year, games are important. Guys are playing, and you see guys get hurt. You know, and and there always are injuries as the year goes on. That's true. You know, your your body slows down a little bit. So. Uh, so you're thinking we got Kansas City and New Orleans. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know who I'm thinking. I'm thinking Kansas City and the Bears. <laughs> I'm sure you would think that. Yeah. And well, I'll go along with you on that one because okay. I think that there's a know, chance. There's a there's a good chance. Yeah. But I think New Orleans and Kansas City is uh is a is a good pick. I, I I just don't see anybody getting Kansas City in the playoffs. But you know, in the NFC, you know, you I, I can't even rule out Seattle at seven and five. Did the Giants at barely five hundred or five hundred win a couple of Super Bowls against invincible New England? Yeah. So you know, I guess the playoffs anything happens. That's true. It's a it's a toss up, and I think that's what makes the league. Uh, you know, at, at one time the Patriots were just dominating everything, right, right. and now at least it's kind of uh, melted out, and you have some other people that's competing. So yeah, I think that's yeah. that's a good thing for the league in general. Yeah. Okay. All right, man. Well, that's all I have for you today. Well, I got one for you. Lay it on me. What do you think about Kevin McCarthy coaching Cleveland Browns? Uh, you know, I, I, I am very interested to see if they're going to make a play for Lincoln Riley. Oh. Okay, okay, okay. You know, you know out of OU. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, um... I, I, you know, I don't know what Cleveland's going to do. I they're, think, on a good, they're on an upward trend. Yeah, you know, uh, I think Kevin McCarthy is fine. Yeah. You know, but I don't know. I think there's too many choices now. You, you know, uh, for, there's too many good coaches that are available. Yeah, I, 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 I think, you know. Uh, um, is there enough $11 million out there like Nick Saban makes? You, you know, I don't think anybody's going to get that kind of money, <laughs> you, you know. But I, I don't know. You know, what do you think of McCarthy? I, uh, well, first, I feel that, that uh, from what McCarthy has contributed to the Packers, that he should not have been let go three games before the end of the season. I think he could have lasted. I think Green Bay won. So it makes, did Green Bay win? Yeah, so it makes it immediately he's gone. Exactly. You know, makes 12 it. years have gone by. I mean, 125 and 77, not counting the playoffs where he had a winning record. Uh, and it made Aaron Rodgers look like a, yeah. a hero. But but I think I, I think he would be fine for Cleveland. But I'm also thinking that people think that your time has passed. Hmm. 
You know, and, and see, I look at John Fox when he coached the Bears. I was thrilled that the Bears had him. Took two terrible teams and got them both to the Super Bowl. Took a terrible Bear team and they remained terrible. And then this uh, Nagy comes in and changed everything and look at the Bears. So that's what I'm wondering. This time passed. Yeah. You know, I don't think so in uh, uh, McCarthy's case because I think he's a brilliant coach. Yeah. I mean, you know, think of how I must have hated him I'm over sure. the years. I'm sure, I think I'm the sure. Bears are like two and thirty against him. Yeah. You know, but um, but I just don't know. I think it'd be a great fit, but I don't know if people think your time's passed. I think it's. I think. And Lincoln Riley, I'm really kidding about. It. I don't think Lincoln Riley's leaving Oklahoma, I mean, I, even though Baker's up in Cleveland. I, I think it's very similar to your comparison to Marinelli, and mm -hmm. that, and that. There are certain personalities that can get the offense and the defense on the same page. Right, right. Separate pages, but on the same right, team page. Right, right. There's other personalities that are great at getting one unit right, right. together. And I think that's where McCarthy's advantage is. He understands both sides of the ball. Right. The offense and defense. Oh, he's a brilliant coach. He is. But he allows, he picks people or allows people to run their organizations as long as those organizations, the defense and the offense, are aligned to his overall strategy of winning. Right, right, <laughs> and right. So that's why I think that he might be a good fit for And for But does he want a year off? Uh, we do don't need the money. So. No. And he, <laughs> did he have any contract left? Oh, I'm not sure. So if he did, he would be being paid anyway. That's true, yeah. But, uh, um, and then I don't know if he, well, you know, Cleveland might be a great fit for him. Yeah. You know, he, if he could... Bravo, Green Bay winner. He could certainly manage a Cleveland winner. Exactly. You know, exactly. Uh, it's, it's and he has a young quarterback. The way I like it is because I think that one of the best things that happens to Patrick Mahomes is Andy Reid. Right. Right. He's he's not old old, but he's old enough to yeah. balance him, and I right. think the same thing can happen in this situation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I never really thought of him for Cleveland. Yeah. You know, so uh, it's a good point. All right, man. Happy holidays to you. You too, man. All See right. you next time. All right. See you next time. Right. See you next time. Right. See you next time.